Hello people, good evening and welcome everyone to the Startup and Career Show. This is the show where we discuss everything about startup and corporate life with founders and business leaders. So today we have a very exciting session coming up with none other than Ankur Wariku where he's going to talk about his journey and he's here. Welcome to Backstage Ankur. Hi Rushab, how are you? Very good, very good Ankur. And as we speak, more, more and more students will keep on joining us uh, to listen to you live. Awesome. So, Ankur, we also have Shashank here, founder of Backstage, joining us live from US. Hi, Shashank. Hey, how, how are you? Hey, Ankur, how are you? Very well. So glad to have you here. Likewise, thank you so much for having me. So, pleasure. Great. So, to all our listeners, you, I'm sure all of you know Ankur. So let me just briefly talk about his experiences. He's a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, educator, and India's top content creator. He founded Nearby.com, India's number one lifestyle app. Earlier, he was founding CEO of Groupon's India business and also led their APAC operations. And he founded Accenture Web in 2008, which ran Cardi.com and SecondShadi.com. And he was also the founding member of Jabong.com. Ankur holds MBA from ISB and MS in Physics from Michigan State University. He was part of Fortune's 40 under 40 list and Business Today's top executives under 40. He was also LinkedIn India's top voices for 2018, 2019 and 2020. Wow, Ankur, you Sounds a lot, yeah, but if you've had 40 layers to live, then uh, it, it's, it's very normal. <laughs> true, true. So, so Ankur, let's begin uh, directly with your journey over these years. If you were to reflect back since the time while you were studying. Mm-hmm. And, and any, anything specific around that? So, prob- uh, today Ankur Wariko has become a brand, right? So, so how did you go about your career, your studies? Because I, I know you came back to India as well. You left your yeah. PhD and all. So if you can just talk yeah. about your journey all these years. Sure. So yeah, uh, I've, I've had a wonderful, wonderful life, living my life. And it started with having a, a very clear goal and target in mind. I, I wanted to become a space scientist. I wanted to go to the US for my PhD. I wanted to join NASA as a space scientist. And I was fulfilling that dream. I was working towards it. Every Every goal, every step of mine was in that direction. And then in uh, 2002, when I was aged 22, I uh, got through Michigan State University for their PhD program in astrophysics uh, on 100% scholarship, which was frankly the only way I could have afforded that education. And I spent two years there, but I realized in those two years that what I was doing in life was something that I was good at, but it didn't make me happy. And that was a very shocking revelation because all my life I had been taught and trained that if you're good at something, you automatically become happy doing it. But that nearly wasn't the case for me. So I had to make a very hard decision of what to do at that point of time. And uh, everything told me that if I continue to do what I was doing, I might be successful in it, but I might never be happy doing it. So I decided to drop out of that PhD program and come back to India. So at the age of 24, I had to reset my life all over again. I had zero direction, goal, target, no idea what I should be doing next. Uh, and I started to build 
my life all over again and i went for a mba at the age of 25 uh, that really really helped me and then I became a management consultant and then at the age of 29 i became an entrepreneur and that's what i've been doing ever since so that's uh, in a nutshell the the story and, and in a way a good life lesson that what you think you will be doing in life is very rarely what you end up doing in life so so ankur you made an interesting point you chose happiness over success or the, or so that so called perceived success yeah that's so true wow that is so rare i mean how many people actually do that so ankur uh, you've taken certain big decisions like uh, you know dropping out from phd coming back to india you know moving out of consulting a set career getting into entrepreneurship again and recently again you stepped down as a ceo and you've gone solo again so in hindsight it appears that your decisions were all correct but what was going through your mind when you were in that moment of making a decision i think that's a very valid point here because survivorship bias is is very very strong and if you hear my story it will seem like a, a brilliant journey where i knew exactly what i wanted and i knew exactly that that decision will work out for me and i knew exactly where i will be in life but frankly none of that is true when i was making those decisions either of dropping out of my phd or joining isb as an mba student or quitting my consulting job to become an entrepreneur or quitting from groupon to start nearby and stepping down as the ceo of nearby all of these decisions when i took them i had no idea how they will work out and i'm extremely extremely lucky that they worked out for me and i'm here speaking to all of you as a survivor but back then i had a very different way of looking at that and that was very often i find people spending a lot of time in trying to come up with the right decision and i find that foolish because you cannot take the right decision before you take the decision you will only know whether the decision is right or wrong after you've taken the decision but it's crazy how much time we spend in trying to take the right decision in my opinion what matters more is that you take a decision which is extremely important very often we are paralyzed by just making that decision but i think taking a decision is a very important step and number 2 when you take that decision you take it in a way that you know why you are taking it forget what happens but you know why you're taking it and every decision that i've made in my life i knew exactly why i was taking them i didn't know what would happen but i was very clear of what got me to that point and uh, as i said it helped me and i think part of it then translates into the conviction you have in your own decisions and how hard you work towards making them work for you Uh, which uh, thankfully worked out for me sankur do you have a framework uh, on making these hard decisions because all decisions you have made is not easy can anyone can see that like it's it ha- it's a very different kind of decisions you have taken like you are set in certain things and then you move on to some, break everything and move on to something new is there any framework or anything which helped you uh, which is your go to way of actually deciding whether this is the right thing to do or not again as i said it's not so much about taking the right decision but about making the decision and having the courage to take it and the mental model that i use there is what i often refer to as the worst case visualization model 
and um, it has multiple shapes and form and a lot of people have spoken about it already basically when i when i take a decision i ask myself what's the worst thing that will happen if this decision does not work out for me and number one i'm often surprised at how that worst case is not all that bad uh, we make it bad in our head but it's actually not all that bad and number two if that worst case were to happen how will i deal with it how will i deal with it financially physically socially mentally emotionally social uh, psychologically uh, any which way and uh, i spend an inordinate amount of time in just trying to cover that worst case scenario and it seems like a, a very risk averse way it seems like a very defeatist approach but it's a very powerful approach for me because i then convince my mind that whatever i'm doing i am not going to suffer the consequences of it uh, everything that happens mm-hmm. is something that i'm already prepared for and and that gives you a lot of mental courage it does actually like i have used a similar very similar frameworks on all the things i have also done is like what's my worst case can i handle that and if i can survive that then let's 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 do it actually exactly so ankur i'm intrigued to ask one more question on this uh, itself because while you were making those decisions in the early part of your career maybe you had not much to lose right but now specifically when you uh, moved out uh, as a ceo and to go solo and then in no time you were faced with a pandemic situation as well so i'm sure that would have also ruffled some weather uh, feathers so how how uh, did you face that or handle that it uh, yeah i'll tell you honestly it will sound like a very politically correct response but you you often think that as you grow older and you have more and more responsibilities uh, your potential to take risk and reduces uh, i i think that's not entirely true because as you grow older and you do have responsibilities your capability or your potential to earn also increases significantly if you've been doing a good job so you are more often than not caught in the social validation cycle of oh my god i have to be better than who i was yesterday in the eyes of society uh, but if you drop away from that and you frankly couldn't care less Uh, then it gives you a very liberating feeling uh, let me translate that into practical uh, suggestions so i when i stepped down as the ceo of nearby uh, did not have money in my bank because all of my wealth was attached still is attached to nearby's equity and i had taken less than market salary of these years i had not taken any money off the table so uh, i did not have disposable income and when covid happened Uh, it was a very hard scenario because uh, all my plans uh, went for a toss i was generating an income giving corporate talks and uh, coaching and mentoring corporates and employees and startup uh, startups and all of that went away because no one frankly cared about all of these things back then so i had to come up with a new income stream and uh, when we discussed that uh, my wife and i and we had 5 months of money left in the bank we were like you know what worst case we will just sell the house that we're staying in and that'll give us 40 50 lakhs of disposable cash and we'll just move to the mountains and home school our kids and just become teachers in a in a school there and that wouldn't be so bad but the minute you and, and she thankfully agreed because we think i to i on these things that was it it was liberating right because there's nothing then that can hold you 
any further. Like there's no force that is greater than your ability to free yourself from the clutches of what society has built for you. And and I always think of that the same way. So I'm not attached to anything that I live in life, uh, least of all material things uh, or any identity. Like tomorrow, if all social media were to go away and my identities will go away as well. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm still the same person that I was and I still have my family and my friends and my own self. And I, uh, as much as I respect and truly appreciate the time that the 5 million people who follow me spend with me, uh, I know that if they were all to go away overnight, I wouldn't be affected. And that liberates me. Well, that that's awesome, uh, Ankur, to listen to this from someone like you because now I understand what you meant in your profile when you created Backstage. Uh, you've just written as just another guy. So I think this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is. You know, I'm literally just another guy. Like in my head, I am just another person. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Ankur, you often talk about trust, right? Uh, so can you, can you give an example? How do you build trust within your team? That's a, that's a great question. Yeah, I'm very passionate about uh, trust building and I f- believe firmly that especially in a country like India where trust is deficient, if you operate with trust, you have magical powers. And, and it starts with trusting first. It's the hardest thing to do, but it is a necessary thing to do in my opinion. If you start with trust, which is assume that people don't want to do anything wrong, that they don't get up every morning wanting to screw your life or backstab you or or be conniving or be uh, less grateful towards everything, then you will see them in that perspective. So a few things. Um, I, we pay our, our salaries and our stipends to internships at the start of the month, as against the end of the month, irrespective of whether they're new or whether they're old. Right? So imagine somebody joins and and the first thing that they get is a salary without even working for a day. And, and that is me operating with trust. It is me saying, hey, this is how I would want to uh, operate and, and show my trust in you. Um, there is very little micromanagement. There is very little that keeps telling them, here is how you should do it. This is what you should not do, blah, 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 blah. And they are free to file any reimbursements and no one will even uh, check them because I, I believe in them. If they have to take up any, uh, any online course, zero budget. You can pick up the most expensive online course on earth and, and we will happily reimburse that. You could pick up anything that adds value to you. We'll, we'll happily reimburse that. So there's a lot of signaling that continues to tell them, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. And then once I've established that trust, or at least showcase that I do trust them, I will look for any sign that they display of not exhibiting the same level of trust back. So if there's anything that makes me feel they're taking this for granted, or that they do not operate with the same level of trust with others, then that becomes a red flag. And I have that authority to flag that red flag because I have operated with trust first. This is the same thing I did at Nearby. It worked magically. Not the exact same initiatives that are described, but in multiple ways. Uh, the core thesis was, we trust you with who you are. You're an adult. 
you have been chosen to be part of this team after careful evaluation and you will have to screw it up for us to not trust you any further but on day one we are trusting you to be the best version of who you are wow ankur i mean this is super because this i have heard for the first time you paying salaries month in advance i mean you don't don't hear this quite often kudos to you yeah. and your team there thank you so ankur uh, you know while i was going through your book as well so and i just had an analogy there in 98 shahrukh khan said hum ek hi baar jeete hain ek hi baar marte hain shaadi ek hi baar hoti hai aur aapne 2021 mein likha hai hum ek hi baar jeete hain you know we have just one life then why should we live with just one identity so okay. can you talk a little more on that yeah that is one of my favorite things and it's actually just a part of my life that very often when i meet people or in general when we meet people we ask them what do you do and they will often describe the work that they do or the profession they are in or the designation or the company that they are working for and i find that so limiting because tumne apni puri zindagi ko sirf ek definition mein sama diya hai you are an engineer you are a ca you are a lawyer and that's who you are and it's tragic that people then just live their entire life with that identity while the truth is we all have multiple identities we all have multiple sides to our own life but we never pay importance to them never look at them in the way that we should so uh, i in the book do say that we have just one life why would you want to live it with just one identity go out and and do multiple things and there's no shame in doing that go out and be multiple versions of who you are pursue different hobbies different interests have different side incomes have very different set of interests which could be very diverse as well but the more you do that the more you will appreciate what life has to offer uh, as against be limited by what life has to offer true true that no doubt so to all our listeners shaadi aap bhale ek hi baar kariye but careers definitely multiple hone chahiye <laughs> absolutely so uh, ankur uh, because while i was going through the uh, the because you are very active on social media as well and at one point in time i read your post uh, where you were talking about fear so if you can uh, say that why do you think that careers are just a reflection of fear because that was a very interesting thing uh, that i observed the uh, the truth is that most of our decisions that we make are in some way a representation of our relationship with fear we we will think that this is the right decision or not but taking it requires us to have courage we will be very sure of why a certain decision will work out for us or not but we will always be fearful of what the world will think so there are so many nuances of fear that manifest in our daily decisions that it is crazy how important a role fear plays in our life and i often ask myself where does that come from and and the truth is it comes from our own experience of uh, growing up we were we were made to grow up in an environment that could be fearful we could be a part of an environment where it was no fear and it was just fearless and those will drive our attitudes towards fear um i i believe and this is just my assessment of having interacted with so many young minds on a daily basis 
very often people dismiss themselves earlier than the world dismisses them we are so 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 ready to dismiss our own selves even before the world dismisses us and that's largely because of fear it's largely because we're scared to take the decision that we want to take because we fear we're scared of failing we're scared of what people will think of us we're scared of how it will pan out for us and and going back to what i share if you were in some way able to liberate yourself from the worst thing that can potentially happen to you you will find immense courage in everything that you do and you will realize ki zindagi na bahut choti hai aur itni choti choti cheezon pe itni mehangi zindagi waste karna kahin ki bhi samajhdari nahi hai it's it's highly highly unintelligent to be spending your time thinking about the smallest things in the world when there are so many beautiful things that life has to offer but almost all of that as i said is is a manifestation of our relationship with fear wow so it seems like all the fear you are talking about uh, and that I, i see that happen to most of us is that fear of social validation like sab kuch usi basis pe chalta hai life ke decisions bhi usi hisab se chalte hain ki i what i am doing is not just for my happiness but i want to show to the world that this is what i can do or this is what i want to do not to just make you happy but just to show off probably in a in in a way is and that's probably is the thing which manifests the fear inside you and probably you give up because uh, now you are thinking too much about other people rather than your own happiness right yeah so true so true cool. so ankur uh, what you said uh, definitely it makes sense right but but often uh, you you also say one more thing that failure is not something that leads you to success yeah. there is something else in between which is reflection yeah and if you can just touch base a little on this one as well sure so this is uh, this is one of my favorite uh, anti motivation themes so usual motivational gyan will tell you failure is a stepping stone to success and that's quite bullshit because everybody in the world fails but not everybody succeeds so clearly failure is not the stepping stone to success there is something between failure and success that makes failure turn into success and in our culture we are taught two things we are one taught never to fail as if it's the worst thing ever so we're like kuch bhi karo but haar na mat and two if we fail we are taught to move on very quickly like kuch nahi hota kuch nahi hota jaldi jaldi aage badho aage badho and both of these are very wrong approaches towards failure because in my opinion the thing between failure and success that makes success happen is reflection if you fail and you will fail if you don't reflect on why you failed you have lost an opportunity to convert that into success if you don't sit down and ask yourself what made me lose what were the beliefs that i had that i now know are not true what were the things that i thought would never happen which i now know do happen how is this going to materially change me in the future how i am going to operate differently than what i have in the past and if you don't reflect on these things you are letting a very important phase of failure go past without capitalizing on it so i i'm a 
I'm a firm, firm believer that irrespective of whether you fail or not, you have to translate that failure into success by reflecting on it. Wow. Awesome. Awesome, Uncle. In fact, uh, there, are, there are some nice comments as well into the chat section. And I would, I would want to read it out for you, Ankur. Uh, Ayush, one of our listeners, is saying that I cannot believe that I'm able to hear you live. And he's, he's in ignoring his online classes, by the way. <laughs> and he says, just want to let you know that you are the only content creator that has understood the mindset of youth like no other. Very inspired by you every day. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot, Ayush. Thanks a lot for that. So, Ankur, I'll take you questions from the chat as well. Okay, and uh, Rahul, another listener, uh, is asking, Sir, what next do you have in mind to create content in a major level with the current book that got published? Do you have plans to write more such books? Are there major short-term goals that you have set for yourself for the next two years? No, no goals and no targets. That's the beauty of how I live life. Uh, I am just committed to a process and wherever the process takes me, I'm happy to go. So... Will more books come? Yes, because I am writing every day and I have been for a long time. So they will, at some point in time, translate into books. Uh, will it happen this year, next year? Who knows? Whenever they're ready, it will happen. And the same goes for any other content piece. I genuinely enjoy creating content. And what I do is just create content clinically every week, every day. And that's what is, is my high. Uh, where it takes me, don't know like did i know two years back that i would be sitting on five million followers heck no no way in hell all that i knew was i am just going to be doing this till i enjoy this and that's what has happened and i'm just glad it's worked out wow so uh subham had a similar question uh, on this ankur and he's asking that do you ever think that you might someday run out of content because of how the industry is extremely dynamic and volatile, which demands you to constantly stay relevant? How do you tackle second thoughts and keep yourself motivated, Ankur? Yeah, Mira motivation simply comes from doing things that I love doing. So as long as I'm doing things that I love doing and I don't have to become somebody else doing it, I am thoroughly motivated. And the truth of life is you will never be motivated to do something that you don't want to do. Simple. You will never be motivated to do something that you don't want to do. So if you and seek... Sorry, go on. Sorry, I was about to ask, like, uh, and do you ever feel the pressure that, uh, that you have 5 million followers and you uh, have constantly something to put in today or content produce karne hi hai. Uh, any yeah. Any pressure you have on yourself? No, I, I, I do have a sense of responsibility, but no sense of pressure. So I do want to okay. create content responsibly and not say anything that I shouldn't or think twice about saying anything that I do say. But do I face the pressure of, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that? No. The good thing is that for me, creativity is a process. So all the content that you see across all the platforms, it's just part of a process. Creativity is a process mm -hmm. and I, I run it like a factory. We, in fact, call it the content factory. And that is training that I learned from, from Groupon because they ran it like a content factory and it was uh, perfectly well-oiled and, and well-executed. And that's the same thing. So everything, like you'll be amazed at how 
every piece of content flows through a workflow and it is clinically executed every day every week every month like it is a factory with raw material going in and and that's how we churn out mm-hmm. the level of content we do that's amazing truly truly so ankur uh, arvind our another listener is ask you uh, that sir who are the content creators or the books that you sometimes take inspiration from to create your content do you very often speak to the students or people to help them out i speak to a lot of young minds on a daily basis either through emails or through messages or through dms uh, because they are my audience and that's the best way to to know how good or bad a job i'm doing so they keep echoing their sentiments they keep telling me what's working what's not working and they keep telling me of uh, how the content helped them how it didn't what else could i do so on so yes i i'm i'm a very patient listener and i do enjoy listening as much as i can uh, books are my are, are my best friends so I, i i love reading books i i read every day i am uh, completely in love with Uh, just the joy of reading and uh, and there are multiple books that have helped me tremendously in my life uh, because they just caught me at the right time when i needed them and and that i think is magical about books like ek 200 300 rupees ki book aapki puri zindagi badal sakti hai it's crazy if you think about it that way um, but but that's why i'm i'm a firm firm lover of books oh, absolutely ankur in fact i'd like to tell arvind as well that please do get do epic shit that is one of the best investment you would have ever made in your life it's a very very practical book please do go ahead thank you for that so uh, one more listener ashi uh, has written uh, sir i am a huge follower of your content love the series that you made about mistakes to avoid in your 20s and i wanted to understand how does the creative curation take place with your ideas and the internal team how do you plan and come up with your unique content every time so all of that is stemming from my life experiences the good thing is uh, the ideas are coming in either from me and my life or they're coming in from the audience uh, there's no other input so i have made so many mistakes in my life ki uh, 40 saal ka content to waisi bana hua hai and and there is not much that i have to do to frankly uh, come up with another title or another story about how i did this or how i did that when i was young or when you know even recently and basis that content there are enough and more people who would then add on to it so uh, i remember when i made the mistakes in my 20s wala piece there were so many people who wrote in and saying hey but you're you're 40 uh, did you not make any mistakes in your 30s because we'd love to learn that as well and, and that is what prompted mistakes in my 30s and then people were like Uh, great uh, have you now you you create content on on personal finance and you create content on how to uh, manage money uh, did you make any mistakes because it seems like you know everything and i was like well no i make this content not because i'm an expert i make this content because i've made so many mistakes so that prompted the entire mistakes i made with my money piece and then mistakes i made in my relationships blah 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 uh, i think in general when people read the mistakes that in their opinion successful people make it makes them feel comforted it makes them feel like they're not the only loser and everybody makes their mistakes 
Wow. Uh, Uncle Priyanka is asking, uh, sir, out of all the work, how do you unwind and take time for you and your family? Do you enjoy traveling? I absolutely enjoy traveling, Priyanka, and I travel more than I, I show because I, I'm never sharing those travels on any platform. They are just for private consumption. But we are we tra we travel almost every month, and and we we don't lose any opportunity to travel as a family. We love traveling. I I unwind by by doing things that I genuinely enjoy doing, and that is large part of it attached to my morning routine where I. I get up early, I meditate, I read, I play tennis, I work out, I have a really nice breakfast, I get ready, I, I sit down and attend to my emails after 12 hours. So all of that just genuinely makes me feel very, very happy and, and very fulfilled. And, and that is that is the start of it. And then during the day, as I said, I don't do a lot of things that are forced upon me. I am mostly doing things that I want to do, that I've decided for myself. And that is such a joy and a luxury. So it mostly keeps me happy. Wow. So, Ankur, uh, before we proceed to the next questions, uh, I had requested for half an hour of your time and we've already covered that. So with your permission, maybe we can take, uh, there are a few more questions in the chat box that students have asked you. If you, I, yeah, I, sure, I, I have a call at 7.45 and I'd love to end at 7.40. So another eight minutes, if that's okay. Sure, sure. Thanks, thanks, Uncle. So Ketan, Ketan has asked that I'm a rigid follower of your investment videos on YouTube. Could you please shed some light on how could one achieve consistency in investing? I invest on mutual funds, but somehow fail to do it every month. Um, the only reason why you would fail to do it every month is because you you don't have the money. Uh, but it certainly shouldn't happen because you don't have the intent. Uh, if you struggle to just make it happen for you, uh, here is a here is a nice happy hack that should work. Uh, start another bank account, and as soon as you get your salary, just divert whatever money you want to invest into that bank account. Like that should be an auto debit. And you have, shouldn't think twice about it. And if that happens, then uh, you know that you're doing it the right way. Okay. So Rahul, uh, another listener, is asking you, what advice would you give a fresher who has just begun working? I have a question about the Wari crew. What are the qualities that you look for when you build your team? So the qualities that I look for when when we build our team are, are a combination of, of course, the skills for the job, but more importantly, the kind of person you are and whether that vibes with the, the general value of the company. So it's very important for me to be working with people that I can associate with and then I can vibe with. And if uh, that works, then I'm often willing to even disregard the level of skill or expertise you have provided that you come across as a far better individual to work with. Um, advice for people who are just starting up, uh, I have actually created a video on YouTube on how you should go about the first 90 days of your first job. I'd encourage you to look that video up because it's, uh, it's my experiences of the mistakes that I made in my first job and what I learned from that and also my advice on what I would look for 
from a, from an employee if i were to hire or recruit them uh, in the first 3 months of their job so that should be a good starting point uh, so ankur while we were talking about this if you can also throw some light about the courses that you offer because since there are so many students listening us some of them might be interested in taking a few courses sure. so i have uh, over the last 2 years also started creating a a persona of a, of a teacher online i've been teaching for the longest time i know and i love 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 teaching but teaching online was something that i'd never done and when covid happened that that became uh, one of the income streams that i generated this is the uh, the startup that i'm i'm building but i'm building it in a very different manner it's it's bootstrap it's not vc funded hopefully it's never going to be so uh, it is very very slow very patient very deliberate in its execution so we started with the course that i thought i could do best and that was a complete guide to starting up so anyone who wants wishes to start up and does not have mentors or any guidance in what goes into starting up uh, it's a 16 hour course so it's fairly detailed and it goes into the nuances of all the things that one needs to consider when they're starting up i then followed it up with a, a course called take charge of your time which is a time management course and, and that is one of my superpowers that i i think i'm really good at and that is managing my time and i'm being able to do a lot more with the 24 hours that we all have uh, i then followed it up with how to speak effectively which is a spoken or communication course to just become a public speaker uh, and we recently launched a, a course on youtube which is called how to youtube and that helps you become a, a youtube content creator should that be one of your aspirations so there are a bunch of courses lined up and and the idea is to to create a nice happy platform where young professionals can skill themselves and eventually the larger goal is to to create something which can be a nice happy complement to college or university interesting so uh, shree has asked you can you tell us more about your book do a pic shit mr variku sure shree um, so the book is uh, is a, is a very different book from most books when i started writing the book my question was who am i writing it for and because i have learned so much from reading books and i've genuinely uh, found joy in it i wanted to encourage or build a habit of reading in young minds so this book is predominantly aimed at people who very rarely read or have never read a book and because of that the book does not follow a set pattern it has no start no finish it's a very easy read you can pick it up on any page and that page by itself will be a chapter and will hopefully share something with you that you can learn and take away from and uh, the book is something that will leave you with a lot of questions and a lot of reflection so it's uh, it's a great book for people in their 20s a lot of people have told me that it is the first book of their life it is the first book that they have ever finished and and that gives me a lot of joy because that was who i thought i would predominantly write for wow so ankur uh, tanish has also uh, mentioned that he likes your ama segments on instagram uh, mm-hmm. you know it's and he calls it as a perfect combination of learning experience and fun i love that 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 one hour every week is just so joyous and 
I enjoy it so much that I'm willing to give away my sleep time. So every day I sleep between nine and nine thirty, but that is one day when I actually have a life between ten and eleven p.m. and and I'm so happy to do that because it, it's just one of the best hours for the week. Great, great. So Ankur, I think uh, before you leave, any last advice that you can you want to give to students? It's already seven forty. Nothing beyond what I've already shared. I. I I would only leave you with this thought that in your twenties, everyone around you will keep telling you settle, 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 and settle fast. But it'll be a tragedy if you use this decade to settle in and not explore. And the world is so big and it presents so many opportunities that please go ahead and pedal with every possible opportunity that you can find for yourself because you don't know what is it that you truly want to do, and the only way to find that answer will be to do as many things as you can. Oh, absolutely, Ankur. I think uh, where this time went uh, so so difficult to say. It was lovely speaking to you and you know, listening to you live as well. So, as our listeners also said in the beginning, I think thank you for your time, Ankur, and it was wonderful having you here on backstage. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed my time, and uh, all the best to everybody. Have a wonderful week and weekend ahead. Thank you, Ankur. Thank you, Shashank. Thank you, Rishab. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. And thanks to all our listeners for joining in. Again, see you next time, next week. Bye bye.